Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea or the beverage of your choice and join us as we dive into today's topic. Yes, ma'am, but just when a call comes in, it will get you automatically, uh-huh. so I don't know. How long ago was that? What was the last thing you heard me say? Oh, I didn't hear. I came, I had left your page, went over to Takia's page, and then came back to your page, and has sat here for about a good 60 seconds and didn't hear anything because her phone was muted. So your phone has been muted. I just want you to know it's been muted since the time your phone rang. Okay. So whatever. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. (laughs) With wisdom, um, by experience, okay? (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes. And so I said, well, let's I appreciate that. So I didn't want you to be up there for the next 60 minutes and talking and and be muted. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you have a blessed day. But I am talking about... I'm talking about, and you can feel free to go when you're ready. Um, I'm talking about noble, whatever things are noble. And I talked about whatever things are just. And we know that um, Christ Jesus giving his life for us was noble. um, There was two um, thieves on the cross with him. One was challenging him to save himself and them. And the other said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He was upset with the other and he says, we we deserve to die, you know, for our crimes. But this man has done nothing wrong. And so Jesus then responded to him and said, assuredly, I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. And I was saying, I don't know about anybody else, but I look forward to being in paradise with the Lord someday when my time has come. You know, I believe that Jesus is going to prepare a place for us. And so if you all are listening in, we are talking about meditate and focus on Jesus So we want to meditate on Christ Jesus making a way for us to be in paradise, you know. And then he says, whatever things are just, Romans 5, 8 through 9. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. And I don't know about anybody else, Sister Marguerite, but I'm grateful that his blood brings me into right standing. His blood justifies me and cleanses me. His blood saves me by bringing me into right standing with our Heavenly Father. So we want to meditate on Christ Jesus bringing us into right standing with God because of Christ Jesus, we are justified. Yes, yes. I love that. When I think of noble, I think of 
you know, whatever is honorable and honor is just honor. There's just so much that can be said about honor. When I think about honor, I think about it. It's better than respect. Um, to me, respect is, I don't know, an attitude or something, but honor is like a spirit. It's like a mantle. It's an impartation. It's something that, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's better. It's noble. Uh-huh. So to encourage the people to focus on those things that are noble, um, uh-huh. you know, um, just like you were just saying, even the blood, the blood, the blood, it honored us. It, it put honor uh-huh. on us. It imputed honor to us. Um, it, it cleansed us. It elevated us back into a justified um, condition and position in Christ. And um, uh-huh. it honored us and it made us honorable. And in that, that's definitely something you want to focus on and meditate on. The nobility. Yes, because you want to focus on that nobility because he did not have to die, you know. But he chose to come on down here and put on flesh and blood for us so that he could die for us. So that he could redeem us. Yes. That is noble. That yes. is nobility. Exactly. And he, he he put his nobility on us and put our dishonor on himself. Uh-huh. And nailed it to the cross. Uh-huh. And so, My God. Yeah, it's just so much. There's so much we can say about that. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and hop off. But thank you. And um, Thank you for coming back and letting me know. Yes, ma'am, you too. Yes, I believe that it is a noble thing that Christ did to die for our sins, to bring us back into relationship with our Heavenly Father, to bring us into right standing with our Heavenly Father. That is noble. You know, uh, when you think of, and, and I have examples of this in my family, who, people who would give their lives for their family members. They would literally stand in the way of a bullet for someone in their family, their children, their spouse. Husbands are very protective of their wives and their children. And husbands have a, a, a knack for uh, standing in between danger and their families. That's noble. Where here we have Christ Jesus standing between us and the things that separate us from God the Father. And so when God the Father looks, he sees his son's blood. He sees us through his son's uh, sacrifice. Those who receive the son, they come into right standing with the father. That is noble. That is noble. And so when you when you think, I don't know if anybody has ever thought about it, but when your husband is willing to give his life for his family, he's not selfish. But he is all about taking care of his family. 
when that mother stands between her children and danger, that's noble. How much more noble is it that Christ was willing to give his life for the whole world? For everyone, that is nobility. That is nobility. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to being with him in paradise. I'm looking forward to one day uh, being able to kneel before him and cry out, holy, holy, holy. I'm looking forward to that. Because Jesus said he was going to prepare a place for us in John 14, verses 2 through 3. So we want to meditate on Christ Jesus making a way for us to be in paradise. And then Romans 5 and 8 through 9 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Whatever things are just. When I think about that, that that Christ causes me to be in right standing with the Father, that is whatever things are just. You know, because we, to be honest with you, we deserve death. We deserved punishment. But because of what Christ has done, we are now in right standing with our Heavenly Father. His blood justifies me and cleanses me. His blood justifies you and cleanses you. His blood saves us by bringing us into right standing with our Heavenly Father. So we want to meditate on Christ Jesus bringing us into right standing with our Heavenly Father. And we want to focus on the fact that we are justified through him. And then whatever things are pure, Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the Greek word, as we were saying earlier, but I didn't have, I, I was muted. I'm sorry, I apologize. Blessed are the pure in heart. Well, the Greek word for pure in that verse is katharos. K-A-T-H-A-R-O-S. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Katharos. I think that's what that is. It means to be clean, unstained, guiltless. And I don't know about anybody else, but I want a clean heart. I want to have a right spirit in me. Psalms 51 and 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And then Jesus said in uh, John 15, verse 1, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that, that it may bear more fruit. And I gave you an example of how when my uh, plants, when they start to look a little peaky, they don't look as vibrant as they should, they're not as green as they should be, then... I go in and I start pulling off uh, or I take my little shears and I start cutting off some of the, the peaky limbs or the ones that have turned yellow and they don't seem to be bouncing back. 
I'll take them off. I'll, I'll dig around in the soil a little bit to give the roots some room to move, you know, because maybe the, maybe the, uh, uh, soil has gotten too hard. I add water and I put it by the, um, the window that has the most light. And before you know it, that plant starts to, to grow again. It starts to, um, it starts to come back. It becomes vibrant again. And of course, everybody knows if your if your pot is too small, then that's that's probably the issue. The roots are suffocating. But if you start out with a big pot to begin with, is what what I do. I use a big pot. And so when that uh, plant is stopped, when that plant stops growing and thriving, it's not the size of the pot. It's it's another issue. So I dig around in that soil and let that soil loosen up. I put some fresh water in there. I, I prune the leaves. I cut the leaves. I take out that what looks uh, pinkish or yellow and doesn't come back. There's no green on the leaf at all anymore. I take that off. I prune those things off. And before you know it, that plant begins to thrive again. Well, that's what Christ does in us. He prunes us. Uh, the It says, um, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Well, our Heavenly Father is the vine dresser. So he takes the dead off of us. He takes things that off of us that, that we don't need. He Things that's hindering our progress, things that's hindering our growth. He prunes that off of us. He cuts it off. He takes it out and he does away with it. So I don't know about you, but when I'm accepting the Lord's pruning, it's because I want to bear more fruit. I want to grow. And I want the water that comes from the Lord. That thirst quenching water. I was talking about it and I, I guess you all couldn't hear me. I do apologize. But that thirst quenching water, John 4 and 14, Jesus said, Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. When I feel thirsty, I gave you the example of when I feel thirsty, I drink some cool water. And when I drink that cool water, I feel satisfied. It kind of cools me down a little bit. I can be so hot, you know, I'm perspiring, I'm hot, you know, I'm uncomfortable. But when I drink that cool water, Oh, seems like my body just, you know, it begins to cool down. The inside of my tummy feels cool and refreshed. Nothing quenches my thirst like water. Not tea, not juice, not coffee, soda, nothing. Only water quenches my thirst. So we want to meditate on Christ Jesus for satisfying our thirst. We want to focus on him. 
nothing is going to satisfy you but Christ Jesus. I don't think anybody understands what I'm saying sometimes when I say that. They kind of look at me a little strange. But what I'm saying is that if you ever have a deep craving, nothing satisfies that craving like Christ Jesus. What kind of cravings are you talking about, Sister Marcella? Well, if you if you want someone to love you, you know, there's all different types of people that do that have all different kinds of love for you. But when Christ loves, it just, it satisfies. You know, if you focus on the things that he's doing, his unfailing love, and these topics as a result of his unfailing love, it will quench your thirst. It will satisfy your need for love. When you need attention, if you would focus on him and, and the way that he loves and comforts, it will satisfy your need. You know, I remember being uh, depressed after both of my parents passed away within a year of each other. I remember being severely, severely depressed. I was very young. I had small children. I was in my early 20s, middle 20s. I had three small children. My husband uh, was busy with work and he was going to seminary at the same time and so he didn't have a whole lot of time for um you know he took time out on the weekends for his family but through the week he was busy and we tried not to bother him because you know he was in school so we tried to respect that but I was depressed and I didn't have anyone to tell how I was feeling I didn't have anyone that I could tell what was going on in my heart and in my mind. And I was heavy. I hadn't read the scripture that tells us we don't have to grieve like the world. So I was without any help. <laughs> and I was laying on my bed one night and I was singing praise and worship songs to the Lord. And I stopped singing long enough to ask the Lord, if you love me, come and see about me. Now, I'm not really an emotional person. I'm not, uh, I guess my boys, my, my sons age 42 and 45, and even my daughter, 46, I, they, they might would say I'm a little emotional, but most people think when they, you know, talk to me, they say, you're not very emotional. You listen well. You don't get all excited. You don't start crying and yelling and hollering. Uh, that's not me. I was sitting, I was laying there and I was pre uh, singing. And when I finished singing, I asked the Lord, if you love me, come and see about me. I continued to sing after that. And after a little while, I felt something on the back of my neck. It felt like my hair was standing out on the back of my neck. Uh, when my mom used to uh, straighten the hair on the back of my neck, it would make my neck, it would make it uh, jump. The nerves on the back of your neck begin to jump. 
So I felt that. I felt a coolness, like a cool breeze, and I felt warmth all at the same time. And I opened my eyes, and I saw in my room a fog, a cloud. And in the midst of this fog, in the midst of this cloud, there was a light pulsating. And I thought, I'm hallucinating. <laughs> I thought, okay, you know, you're seeing things. <laughs> and I hadn't read the scripture yet about how the, uh, the cloud, uh, I hadn't read the Bible straight through. I hadn't read the scripture where the cloud led them by night, I mean, by day, and fire led them by night, the, the, the Israeli people. I hadn't read that scripture yet. So when I saw this, I reopened my eyes for the second time and it was still there. I knew that the Lord had come to visit his presence, not him, but his presence was in the room. I understood that he was letting me know he did care because that's what I asked him. If you care about me, come and see about me. He was letting me know that he cared about me. Well, I sat up on the side of the bed. I felt, I felt whole. I felt good. I, I wasn't depressed anymore. The, 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 the depression completely left me and I was able to get up. I was able to start serving my family again because the depression that I was in was paralyzing, debilitating depression, you know, but the Lord came to see about me. He satisfied, getting on the topic, he satisfied something within me that nobody else could satisfy. He, he fulfilled something in me that needed to be fulfilled that no one else could fulfill. He, he came to my rescue when others were disappointing me. When I am thirsty and I drink some cool water, he was like that refreshing cool drink. <laughs> I'll say that again. He was like that refreshing, cool drink. He was satisfying. I don't know about you, but I love meditating on Christ Jesus. I love meditating on the fact that he is everything I need. I love Focusing on the fact that he is pure. He is just. He is noble. Are you glad? People have a thirst for attention and love. But Jesus can give you the attention that you need. And he can bring a smile to your face. He can satisfy you when no one else can. And then in Philippians 4 and 8, it says, whatever things are lovely. When I hear people
people talking about the things Christ Jesus has done for them, it brings me hope. It brings me excitement. It puts gladness in my heart and a smile on my face. Someone has to share his goodness. Somebody has to share it. Whether it's the preacher, the teacher, a brother or a sister in Christ, whoever it is, someone has to share the news and the beauty of Christ Jesus. They have to tell what he's doing. You know, I remember when my niece was in a coma and they said she wasn't going to come out. And I remember us laying hands on her and praying for her and anointing her with oil. And she came out of the coma. Nobody could do that but Christ Jesus. I couldn't do it. My, my mother couldn't do it. My aunt couldn't do it. No one could do that but Christ Jesus. So when I think of things that are lovely, I think about all the beautiful things that he has done. I think about how they call on him and they believe in him. Romans 10 verses 14 and 15 says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have believed? Have not believed. How, I'm sorry. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Somebody has got to tell you about Christ. We have got to tell someone about Jesus. If we are to help people have a positive outlook on life, if we are to, are to uh, convey to the people in the world that Jesus is the answer, we've got to share him. We can't be closed mouth. We have to share it. You know, they don't have to get all emotional and, and jumping all around the room. But if they do, it's okay. Why? Because Jesus is everything that we need. He is the answer. And when I think about the things that he's done, I think about that's, that's what's lovely to me. That's what's beautiful to me. Is what he's done and the things that he's still doing. We have to share with people uh, the things that he has done for us, how he has brought us out, how he has paid that bill, sent the money from somebody that you didn't even know where it was coming from. He sent the money and paid that bill. And right now there are a lot of people going through things financially. You know? When you hear somebody say, I needed such and such amount of money to, to uh, buy my groceries, and I was short, and the person behind me paid my bill. Who do you think inspired that person to do that? We need to share the beautiful things that God is doing for us. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged and enlightened. 
join us here next Saturday at 3 p.m. for part three of Meditate and Focus.